0: welcome to the show today I interview Chris cave he is a health coach from the UK very cool when I get to interview international guests Chris and I share a lot of the same values and thoughts about playfulness and having fun and finding a fitness and health lifestyle that work for you personally and sometimes it takes some trial and error and a lot of bumps and ups and downs along the way. But Chris definitely is out there teaching people the value of having health and vitality, especially as a parent. He has a child himself and thought you know, I need to be around, I need to be healthy, I need to have energy to run around with my family and be the best dad that he could be. He started out on a health journey and lo and behold, of course, now he is so energized and loving it that he is helping others, especially to become fit and energized parents. I know you are just going to love his energy and his accent and get so much from this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Playful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Growing up, I struggled with my weight, self-confidence, and body image, and like many in my teens, I developed an eating disorder. I battled codependent behavior, and it all affected my mental health. As the years went by, I learned and grew in healing, and I found serenity really in empowering others to let go of their pasts and to embrace their own leadership in their health and well being. Now it is my mission as a coach, author, speaker, and podcast host to inspire and empower you. To live your best, most playful life. On this podcast, you will hear from our guests about their personal struggles and breakthroughs in their health, careers, and relationships. You'll also receive tips, knowledge, and inspiration to tackle your own health goals and start living the dreams on your heart. Ready? Let's play. Greetings, Chris. How are you? Thanks for joining Hi. me on the Playful Life.
1: Hi. Yes. Thank you very much for the invite, Crystal. Great to be on the show. Yeah. Really been looking forward to it.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I can now say that I am sort of an international podcast because I am interviewing you from across the pond. Uh, where do you? Where are you coming from, Chris?
1: Uh, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from uh, England in the UK. Uh, I'm actually in Birmingham, which is um, Britain's second biggest city, um, so about two hours from London, so yeah, so I've got a bit of a Birmingham accent, but hopefully you can all understand understand my accent. Yes,
0: yes, definitely. Oh, that's so fun. I love it. I love how the internet just connects people uh, anywhere and everywhere, so I really appreciate that, and and you're dealing with the time difference to be here with me today. Uh, that's right, <laughs> So Chris, I would love to just get started. So you have a a website, a a show and a health coaching business, right? Uh, Be a Healthy Parent and or how to be a healthy parent. You tell me about it. And um, I guess just what inspired you to want to work with parents uh, in particular?
1: sure okay so for the last year or so i've been doing um similar things what we do now so i've been interviewing um health influencers from around the world uh i think we've covered pretty much every continent now but mainly europe and america and it's been really good fun to, inter- to interview different um influencers so i've had nutritionists health coaches life coaches podcasters bloggers fad and actress. I've had a comedian. I've had Olympic, uh, Olympic athletes. So yes, it's been been great, and they've all been um, basically trying to help parents get healthier, fitter, have more energy, so they can keep up with their with their children. Um, but, it, but it's not it's not just for parents, because I've actually found that most well at least half my audience either aren't parents or aren't like over 40. Um, And it's amazing that a lot lot of my audience are from, especially from America and Canada, um, which I never thought would happen um, before COVID. So it's been, it's been fascinating. Uh, And and it's so good to interview different people to get lots of different tips. And I mean, I've learned so much as well, because every influencer has got different background, different angle. um, and, And some of them have come up with some amazing things that you just wouldn't have heard of before. Um, So and it's been great to get lots of different tips and my audience sort of like love listening to it uh, Because obviously they get to hear people from from around the world. So yes, it's been it's been really really good Really good fun. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, And yeah, yeah, of course you came on my show. So that was fantastic as well
0: Yes, yes, (laughs) thank you for that Um, That was uh, it was neat because when we filmed it there were some people live uh with us and then it's also recorded so so who are those people that sort of join join live are they your clients can people sort of you know jump into those conversations with with you and the influencers how does that
1: work sure yeah so um because the time difference i have to pre-record some and some like yourself were live and then my audience tend to be either um, european or american with the time difference whereas the Australians are normally in bed then, so they have to watch it on catch up. Um, Yeah, so it obviously goes out to anyone that that joined the landing page and and signed up for it. And also it goes out to my email list and then it goes out on Instagram and Facebook and and everywhere else where people advertise it. Uh, And that way, you know, we've had people from literally every time zone possible. And, and, you know, people love it because they say, well, you wouldn't normally get such a, a variety of people. Um, whereas p- people that have watched it, I think where, when we were doing our show, they were, um, for our particular interview, they were actually guys and they weren't even parents, but they still they still loved it. And uh, don't tell anyone else, but they actually thought you were the best person I interviewed that day. So uh, yeah, that was really, really good. And they, nice. they loved yours. Uh, and I uh, had a comment today from a lady called Pammy in America, who's 77, 78. And she's injured at the moment, but she said she absolutely loved your interview. She watched it at the weekend. So uh, yeah, she, she really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so the reason I put it together was because as, as parents, we tend to get forgotten. And yeah, obviously parents are so important, but often, you know, parents are the ones who are the taxi service to the kids. You know, they have to go out to work, they have to feed the kids. They have to get up in the night with them. They have to give up their social life. They go, give up going to the gym. Because you know, obviously bringing the kids up, and then you get to the point where you think, oh my god, I'm letting my, my health go, and then suddenly you, you wake up one morning thinking, oh my god, what would happen to my kids if if I got ill or I suddenly died or something awful like that? And you actually think, well, where would where would your children be, and how would the rest of the family cope, and you know what would happen to them? So, and I, I actually thought, wow, th- something needs to happen for these parents to actually get get healthier because we tend to let ourselves go. So that's the reason I started, my my journey started in in 2016. So when my son was born in 2011, before that I was relatively healthy, but as soon as he was born, I had to give up. I used to be a ballroom dancer, salsa dancer, used to go to the gym quite a lot. And basically everything got given up. And then I got overweight, I got sluggish, I got tired, had no energy, put on weight, didn't go to the gym anymore, I didn't dance. In 2016, my son was bouncing on my stomach to, to wake me up because it's Sunday afternoon and I was asleep. And he said, please, will you play football with me in the park? And I went, I'm too tired. Daddy's too tired. And then he said, oh, you're no fun. And he started jumping on my stomach, thought it was hilarious. I'll even tell you what he said. And, and things like that. And then we had health checks where I used to work and all mine came out really bad. And because my mum was a doctor, the retired doctor, even she said, Chris, you need to sort yourself out because you... You're getting, putting on a bit of weight, you're not looking too good. And that was my wake-up call. Um, and then at the time, I went to body pump with my boss and I had to put some spanks on. And my belly got so big, I couldn't take them off and he had to pull them off. And he was my boss and he still reminds me about it. And uh, That was my wake-up call. And I think often we, we all have a wake-up call, don't we, where suddenly 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 things click at once and you think, wow, I need to sort my health out. But often, you know, where do we start? As you must have this with your clients, nobody, we all know we need to lose weight and do more exercise to get healthy, but it's not just that. There's so many other things that you need to do as well. And, and for me, I tried diets before and nothing had really worked. And I thought I need to sort myself out. So I tried lots of different things. Um, I like went back to the gym, had a personal trainer, started to get into food, nutrition, um, and and it, it took a while to happen, but eventually it's was, it was getting there. And then another wake-up call was, I was with some friends in the pub, and my best mate introduced me to his mate, John, who was about 60, and heard him say that five out of seven of his best mates had died in the last year due to ill health and illnesses and diseases. Wow. Um, and, and he said five of those seven could have prevented it if they just mm-hmm. looked after their health a bit more. So the next day, I went to went to the bookshop. I bought loads of books on men's health, and then I started a men's group at work. Uh, we called it the Portly Gentleman Group. So in England, portly means when you're rather overweight, and um, people wouldn't come to start with because they said, "No, there's nothing wrong with my health." And then after mm-hmm. a while, we got more and more people, and I thought, "Oh wow, this is really good." And more and more people came, and we all tried different things. And the more I got into the books, I thought this is really interesting and then I saw an advert for health coaching and nutrition so I did that one to start with and then because I used to go to the gym quite a lot quite a few instructors said you'd be really good at teaching body pump but you just need to train for it and get a bit fitter so I did so all these things happened at the same time and then I started nutrition courses as well as health coaching the gym thing and so it all happened at once and so that's basically how I got into you know being a health coach and helping people and then obviously help guys to start with and then my personal trainer said to me one day said well a lot of the people you work with are more like you as a dad they they're not like him he's half my age and he everyone wants to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like look really beefcake but I don't want to do that and neither did all the the guys I was helping they're all like I'm not going to a gym people laugh at me at the gym oh we can't do that no 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 I'd never be seen in the gym. So, so basically, that's how I got into like the, the dads first and then, and then the parents, and then it's taken off from that. So now I, I come across as like an ordinary person because I'm nearly 50, and I thought, well, when I'm 50, I don't want to be like a lot of 50-year-olds where you're full of aches and pains and you sort of give up and things like that. So I thought, well, I'm going to do my bit for society and help the parents to sort of reclaim their health, and, and that's what I've been doing. And now I have more energy than my son, who's 10, and he wow. gets really annoyed with that every time we play football. He gets really annoyed yeah. and he says, "Daddy, slow down!" And then, and that now when I play football with him after school, all the other kids are like are faster than them, and they they call me Sonic, as in like Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm like, wow, I didn't think that would be happening when I'm nearly fifty. So so that's really how I got into it, and it's just because it's turned from like a hobby into you know, a, a business, but also a hobby that I like because you know I, I teach in the gym body pump and spin for fun and I mean I'd get paid a small amount but I do it for free um yeah. last night I only had one person in there and she said she you still want to teach for so one person I meant, yeah of course like mm-hmm. let's do it anyway and we had an amazing time whereas tonight when I teach spin it's a full class so we'll have still as much energy but I just love doing it anyway yes. and I think it's make, making health fun isn't it rather than <sighs> something that you have to do <laughs> absolutely
0: absolutely and you yeah. know I'm, I'm all about that and playfulness and and finding yeah. that fun and and that's funny because when I was teaching a lot of classes you know back in the day I would say the same thing if I had one person show up to class I'd be like well you're here you know and I'm here so let's do this you know um and I, I'm curious because like you say right most people don't find the fun in it initially and yeah. It can be really i think disheartening and we get discouraged because we go to the gym and it's not fun right away it's often very uncomfortable and challenging and a lot of people like you said feel very out of place there you know no confidence that kind of thing so so what was that like for you what was sort of that moment where you thought like this is fun did it was it a gradual process was it something in particular that you found playful or, or fun to like keep you going?
1: Yeah, just to, to start with, I seem to remember the first time I ever went to a gym when I was 30 and I was having a bit of a midlife crisis thinking, oh my God, I've got through my twenties. I've never done anything exciting. So I started salsa dancing, boring dancing, went to the gym to lose a bit of weight um, and got into spin and, and things. And then it was like, oh, wow, the, the first few weeks were really scary. And after a while, it was good fun. And even with the salsa dancing, we used to do it on the train on the way to work. One of the people on the train would, would teach it to everyone else on the train. It was brilliant fun. And, and that made it, yeah, that made it more fun. Um, and then the more I've got into like, spin and body pumping and things like that, it's become fun. But when you do lose your fitness, so obviously that was a long time ago. And then in 2016, when I wasn't going to the gym after my son was born, and it's like, you Will you lose your mojo? I don't know if that's what you call it in America as well, but you just lose your energy and your mojo and your confidence and yeah. And and somebody at work said, oh, we are organizing a mud run. It's us against another company. Will you help out? And I was like, oh no, I can't do that because people see my belly. You know, when you're walking through all the mud and the slime and the lakes and jumping off things and climbing over things and jumping through fires, people are like, laugh at me. I was absolutely horrified. But in, yeah, it was it was great fun. I mean, I'm not the tallest person ever, so my boss at the time was tall. He had to throw me over certain things or climb up a tree, and things. But it, but it was great fun, and even like we, we all got dysentery from the dirty water, which wasn't nice. But it, we still had good fun. Oh, <laughs> and, and that makes it fun, yeah. My
0: goodness, um, yes.
1: Yeah, and and just yeah, when, when you're teaching in a class, I, I get my class to sing along. Um, I'll I'll get if I've got a biceps or or the bar I'll go and stand in front of them and say are you a beast and they don't get a rest until they say they're a beast and then they love it and they say can't get that song out of my head so it's making them come back because they feel energized and they enjoy it and and with my clients Mm -hmm. they don't really want to do the diet and things so you say well it's not just about diet it's about waking up in the morning as an energized healthy person and like thinking wow um, you can see the bigger picture and um, with all this extra energy. Think of all the amazing things I can do with it, mm. um, and I'm being excited about life and trying new things and, and new hobbies. And um, I mean, my, my son hates going walking with me because I like to walk too fast, apparently. Yeah, but now his cousins are doing it, so he'll go walking with them up a hill or mountain in Wales. But he won't with me because he doesn't see that as being fun. Whereas a lot of people think, oh yeah, it's not fun, but you can make it fun. So, so now if we go walking with him, I say, okay, well, we'll look for sheep we'll look for cows or look for a river or the beach and make it more interesting. And, and that's the same with, you know, try, trying to be healthy to, to make it more interesting. Um, and like, you know, just when we did the, the men's groups at work, mm. you know, none of those men would have started a health journey on their own, but because we did it together, it was more fun and we compete against each other and like, oh, who can lose the most weight or who cut down the most beers in the week and who stopped having takeaways and, and then we'd look out for each other. And if anyone had something really unhealthy or brought donuts into the office, we'd say, why have you brought donuts in? Mm. So in, when it was someone's birthday, traditionally in the UK, people bring in cakes and donuts or samosas. And I started the new craze of bringing fruit in instead on my birthday. And people were like, oh, that's really boring. But they still ate it. And then after a <laughs> while everyone started to do it and then when someone did bring a big cake in people say, why have you brought cake in we don't want to eat cake anymore (laughs) Um, and, and and sometimes you have this mentality where if you see a piece of cake it's free so you've got to eat it whereas if you see a piece of fruit you wouldn't traditionally have tried it whereas now because it's someone's birthday you think oh actually i'll have some fruit and and it introduces fruit to people's lives they wouldn't normally eat um, and just things like that, just to make it more interesting, because, you know, it, it diets can be so boring, but you can make it really fun. And sometimes if you get your kids or your family to join in, cooking something mm. different. Mm-hmm. go into supermarket and say, oh, here's a list of new things. Let's see who can find it first and let's cook with it and see what it tastes like and get them to close their eyes and say, what, describe what it tastes like. Um, and another example I did with my son where he won't eat broccoli or sprouts. I'll challenge him and say, Right, I'm gonna eat it raw first for twenty seconds and then see if it kills me. And if it doesn't kill me, you are going to go and do the washing up and then you're gonna try it. And then you'll see that eating a piece of broccoli doesn't kill you and it doesn't really taste that bad. And what's thirty seconds out of your whole day? And then you say, Well, I've eaten that now, so I'm gonna be a superhero where, you know, and now we're gonna have fun. So it's just yeah, playing around to trying to make it playful. Like you like you and it's, it's just, that. you know, you've got to make life interesting, haven't you? Otherwise, you're not going to do it. You won't be motivated to do it. And, right. and I've had one, one person who said, I'm not jo- joining a gym because people die in the gym. And I went, well, I've never seen anyone. That happen to anyone. And he, for years and years, he would not go in the wow. gym. Then he joined and did some of my spin classes. And he's lost four stone. I'm not sure what that is in pounds, but that's a lot. And now he loves it. And he's completely changed his whole life. Yeah. For 20 years, he was, no, I'm not doing that because he didn't see it as being fun. And he thought he'd have to give everything up. Whereas now Mm. I have to give everything up. You can still do things in moderation.
0: Well, think of all the things that like you were giving up, right? When your son was bouncing on your stomach and saying, dad, (laughs) come play with me. Like you were giving up being a part of his life. And I think people don't always see the big picture like that. They think, well, in the moment, I'm going to give up sleep or in the moment, I'm going to give up the cake or in the moment, I'm going to give up the pizza or whatever. And it's not, right? It's not thinking about what you're losing so much, but what you're gaining in the sense of like life and vitality and all of these things. And I love when you talk about just your improvement of energy and what stuck out to me is so interesting, is that there, there must have been some part of you, and we could talk maybe more about this, but that that you said, okay, I need to do this, and you must have, I don't know, maybe looked around at your environment at work or whatever, but what was sort of that like defining moment where you're like, I'm starting a group at work, and well, I know you said it was the, the gentleman that had told you um, that, you know, a bunch of his friends had passed away, so what, yeah. what was that sort of moment where you're like, I'm going to bring all these people on this journey with me. Was it that you thought you needed accountability or you wanted to like inspire others? Like where, where did that sort of spark and, and how did that start?
1: Yeah, I think it, again, it, it's from the accountability and the motivation and just the fact that you're doing it. Suddenly, instead of being the, I don't know, because we were all analysts at the time, just a nobody in a corner and suddenly it's like, wow, oh, look at Chris, he's like, losing weight he's getting full of energy he's a different person how has he done it and people are actually and they start to think well I could change my life and do it like that and then more and more people got into it to start with people used to laugh at us then after a while we're like oh actually can I join your group and then the ones who didn't join the group all the others would say to them well look at all us we're losing weight why aren't you losing weight you know I know it won't work and then we could prove that it worked for us and then, then the momentum starts and the motivation, and the accountability. And then you're like, well, actually we don't need to have cake anymore. And we it's like people used to go out for a drink on a, on a Friday after work and have four or five pints of beer. And after a while it would come down and then you'd have a pint of water in between, and then after a while I said, well, do we even need beer? So then we'd have non-alcoholic beer. And then we got to a point where we are like, do we even need beer? Because we still have as much fun. And you remember and you don't feel ill the next day. So why do we need to drink at all? And the people are like, I never thought you could do that. <laughs> and yeah. and you, can, you can still have fun. I, mean, I, still, I could go out with my friends now and still have as much fun as I did before without having a hangover the next day and worrying about your weight and then this sort of thing. And, and sometimes at one of the gyms I work at, there's, there's a coffee shop underneath. Mm. And Sometimes if I've got a spare half an hour, I just go and have a quick coffee while I'm on my laptop. Um, and people are saying, oh, what are you doing in here? It's so I'm just having a quick rest. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And because you say, well, you don't have to necessarily completely just eat dust and drink water all day. <laughs> you, you, you're human as well. And, and all the people in my class, say, well, you know, because I'm older than most of the other instructors, but I've probably got more energy than them. And I can play music from their generation and make it more fun and think, like, who remembers this from the 80s or who remembers this song from the 90s? When we we're all still young and we had hair and yeah, things were going south, and they're like, Oh wow, yeah. And and it's just yeah, health doesn't just have to be for when you're in your twenties. It could be for any age. I mean, my my mum is seventy-six and my dad's seventy-eight. They still play football with my son, my mum does Pilates, they swim five days a week, my dad played hockey till recently, and they're full of energy. And sometimes you can use that an example to say if you do look after your health, this is the the rewards. And and they're always saying Oh, it's so sad that we have to go to so many funerals and all our friends, all they ever say on the phone, oh, this has happened, this ailment and aches. And it's, it's trying to get the message across that you can't, if you invest a bit of time now in your health, you reap the rewards in the future. <laughs> so it can yes. be it needs to make it fun. Yeah. I mean, her, my, my dad loves going swimming and mum loves doing Pilates, even though some of it's quite hard and it's just, I mean, we, I've got someone in my spin class, who's 89 and he loves it. And I'm like, wow if I'm 89, I'm still doing spin. That's fantastic. And um, some of my clients have gone from absolutely no exercise to walking the dog to either joining a gym, even though I don't necessarily say to them they need to join a gym. It's just doing a bit of exercise. And after a while, one minute a day comes five minutes, half an hour, an hour. And I sometimes, one lady sent me a message this morning saying she'd done a two-hour walk with her dog. She said, I never would have done that before. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't even told her to do any more exercise I think the last few weeks we've been working on sleep and stress
0: mm. and suddenly
1: she's thought "Well, actually now I'm going to do more exercise I'm not going to wait for that week I'm going to do it now and yeah, you know, and by getting better sleep and stress you know everything happens so I mean yeah, as you, as you know when you're coaching people in health it's not just the food and it's not just exercise there's everything in the background and they all come together and So yeah, so it's it's just about getting your message across to to make people enjoy life, make it more playful, yes, more and have more fun. (laughs) I
0: love that, and and I do. I love that holistic. You know, I kind of call it like the holistic approach to health. And so amazing that you're doing this as well. And I find it fascinating that both of your parents are very active and concerned about their health. So was this something that was it like you grew up with sort of this example in your life or was this later in life that your parents got more active or or what was that like because you said your mom was the one who was like Chris you better take some better care of your health
1: yeah so my dad's always played hockey or they used to play squash when they were younger but since they've retired they've they've got more active and yeah because they want to do the swimming and pilates whereas they wouldn't have done that when they were working so they sort of changed it but they didn't really push it onto me and my sister when we were young, because we didn't really do anything, exercise when we were young. We saw them doing it, but as teenagers, we didn't really want to do that. So, and, and for me, it wasn't till, you know a certain age that I decided I was going to get healthy. And now they're like, well, wow, I can't believe Chris is like doing all these amazing things in health. So my mum was a, a doctor before she retired. Yeah. So obviously she knows how the body works and how to fix it. Whereas I'm trying to prevent it in the first place. So when I first became a health coach, she said, it'll never work, because people are not interested in investing in themselves now. They wait till it's too late, and then they want the doctor just to fix it. Mm. And by then it's too late. So she said, it'll never work, whereas now it it is working, because people are actually thinking, oh yeah, I don't want to get ill in the the future. So if I fix it now, that's an investment for the future. Because if you go to your future self in 20, 30 years time, I'm sure a lot of people will be like, oh, my God, look at the state of me. Oh, my God, all these aches and pains. And you, if you look back and think, well, if I just changed this, this and this 30 years ago, I'd have a completely different life now. <laughs> so it's so going back to your question. Sorry, so even though they were relatively healthy, it didn't really come across in, in our lives. It's sort of developed since. So I took it on myself. And, I, yeah, I never used to listen to my mum much because you know, when I was at school, all my friends would always have days off school being ill but my mum would never let me be off school sick because being a doctor said well no you're not that ill we'll go to school and I think that sort of helped because my immune system's obviously been good but also I've got that mentality where well actually you can I don't know you can almost make yourself not feel ill um, and sort of think well actually I'm going to be healthy I'm going to look after myself rather than and to be off sick all the time and yeah, just looking after your immune system. I mean, I'm hardly ever ill, which is really good. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of my friends are constantly ill with colds and coughs and pick up things. And, and I really believe that if you look after your immune system, you help, you can avoid a lot of those things. Um, so yeah, so it's just absolutely. investing in your health, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. And yeah. I have this conversation a lot with younger people too, that Um, because I, I, from my perspective, I I also a a little bit touch on like financial health for people and that, that thinking of how you spend your money when you're in your twenties and thirties, and and that affects you like in your forties, fifties, sixties, all that retirement. And it's the same thing, like you're saying with your health, what, what you're doing, what you're putting in the bank of your health and what you're withdrawing out of that bank of your health is going to compound over time, right? Sort of that idea of compounding interest in your health. And there's a concept I talk about a lot with my clients. It's, uh, you know, are you thinking about the version of yourself three minutes from now, three hours from now, three days from now, three weeks from now, or three months from now? And people don't realize that the, the decisions that we make in the moment affect each version of that in ourselves and the version of three minutes of us from now is going to be really maybe happy that we ate a piece of cake or you know indulged a little bit or had that extra beer at the pub but even three hours from having that beer right you might feel very different than you did three minutes after you drank it and then you know three days you might now be changing your behavior because you thought well I had that beer the other day and now it's all over and And then, you know, when you look three weeks, three months in the future from that, it's like, you could be a very different person based on some of those decisions that you made in that moment.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And just things like, you know, making yourself eat a piece of broccoli, even (laughs) if you don't like it, you just think, well, if I spend 30 seconds eating this broccoli, how much is that gonna affect my health in the future? Mm. You know, if, if eating a bit of broccoli now, just a tiny bit every day, some blueberries every day, kiwi fruit here and there, all these things build up and then, you know, you could have less aches and pains when you're older, you can live longer, have more energy. So it's amazing, isn't it? Cause if, if, especially when you say to people that got no energy, well, why haven't you got any energy? And they say, oh, it's either my age or it's just one of those things that happen. And mm-hmm. When you just mm-hmm. change a few things in their life and they go, wow, I've got an extra hour or two hours in my day. And they think that you have to drink more black, black coffee in the morning, to have more energy or a red ball it's like no you don't need to do that there's so many things you can do and when they do it they're like i never thought i could get an extra hour or two out of my day because at the end of the day we all have 24 hours in a day whether you're the queen or a child or an adult whoever you are everyone has 24 hours in a day so at the end of the day it's how you use those those hours and you can by having more energy you could get an extra hour or two um, out of your body during the day, so mm. yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, yes. isn't it?
0: <laughs> and I love yeah. that you're right. It's it's as simple as you know. This week, I'm going to eat you know a handful of broccoli every single day, or I'm going to drink an extra glass of water every day, or, or whatever that is. Like building slowly. It's not oh, you know, tomorrow I'm not going to eat any carbs and I'm not going to drink any beer and I got to eat all the broccoli and I also need to go to the gym for 45 minutes and right like that that sort of like is just so unrealistic and I think people have an impression of right somebody maybe your friends or the people at work maybe looked at you and thought oh wow Chris is really like changing and he's losing weight and all these things and maybe they thought like you just decided one day that all of these things were going to happen for you and boom, you were just a healthy person all of a sudden, right? But that transformation, we know, happens much more slowly than that. Um, so maybe like, what was that for you? Was it, was it a slow process or was it like, what did you go on sort of like a, a diet plan initially and cut out things or, you know, what what kind of helped you find that balance, I guess, initially when you were reclaiming your health?
1: Sure, yeah. So originally it was like, panic because I had that moment where everything went wrong in the same week. And like even getting told off by your mum, even when you're in your forties, is not good. And when your son's bouncing on your stomach, thinking you're a trampoline. Um, and when the nurse at work tells you you've got all these things wrong, you went, no, that will never happen to me. And then it's actually, yeah, it is happening to me. And then you're like, where do I start? And then you have a, a plan. So you think, well, do I do this? Do I do that? So so for me, it was quite a quick process, even though I tried, like everyone else, tried loads of different diets before, tried doing a bit more exercise, but then used to find the more exercise you do, the hungrier you get. And then I used to do lots of gym things, but then drink loads of lucas and sugary drinks for energy, and then eat loads afterwards. And then, because you you don't always understand what you need to eat and drink. So for me, I, I followed Joe Wicks to start with, who's quite famous in the UK. He used to do loads of books on healthy eating and exercise. So I got more and more into that and then thought after a while, I could actually do this myself in a different way because he's in his 20s. Whereas I'm in my 40s, Mm. I can do it a different way. And then, you know, I've had my personal trainer Rory for about four or five years now, even though I can personal train myself, but you need that accountability and the motivation. Cause if he, if he can't do Wednesday morning at 8. AM cause he's off, I might then go to the gym. I won't do a full hour on my own or I try and speed do it. And I won't do the same weights as when I'm with him, even though I know what I'm doing. So it's, it's having that plan and sticking to it. But I think for me, it was so many wake up calls in the same week that motivated me. And I was so determined. So every day, I know you're not supposed to weigh yourself every day, but every day I'll be like looking on the scales or just a hundred grams here and a hundred grams there. Put it, looks have charts on the wall. It used to have like a little chart of how many litres of water I'd had a day. Then I started calorie counting, which I don't know, but at the time I, I tried that. And so there's lots of different things you're doing. And then you start to tell people about it, and everyone's like, wow, well done. Um, yeah, you're doing really well, and that motivates you. So, and I think and I've still got some of the old books that I used to use. And I always buy lots of new books from like the, the book, The Charity Shop, because sometimes there's Older books have got like older tips, and you think, well, actually, there's a lot of good things that come out of that, and I like just like like learning about it now. So it's when I help people, I try and do the whole package of so many different things because when I first started, I just thought it was exercise and food, and I never would have even thought about the sleep side of it or or the stress and things like that. Um. So 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 yeah. So so going back to your question, it's it's sort of my mind was quite quick, but it doesn't have to be some of my clients I've had for a year because they've done it so gradually they've kept the weight off because every time they tried it in the past, they'd lose loads of weight to start with. And after a month they'd go back on and they give up. Now they've ne- they haven't put, even in a year, they've not put any weight on. So they might have lost 30, 40 pounds and said, that's amazing because I haven't put any of it back on apart from when one of them had COVID. That was the only time they gained weight in a year because they couldn't do anything. But it's amazing when, you, when someone says that and they're like, oh, I've been trying to trying this for 20 years and it's never worked and now because you, sometimes you're doing it gradually rather than panic dieting because it really annoys when people say, oh, Chris, can you help me lose uh, 10 pounds in a week because I'm going on the beach on holiday next week? And it's like, well, why have you left it till now? And why is it, the minute you get on the beach, you'll start drinking loads and eating loads again. So you're only concerned about your health for one week What about the rest of your life. <laughs> So, yeah, she's
0: getting the balance. I know we we talked about this uh, when I was on your show, that that concept of like the I mean, really, that does create the yo-yo, I think, because people go, oh, I have this event coming up or, you know, a a vacation or something. Right. And it's like you it's like this cycle of like punishment and reward, too, I think Mm -hmm. that people get locked in because it's like, well, I need to kind of punish myself and deprive myself of all these things because I'm going to be going on this vacation that I want to look amazing for and then when they get there they reward themselves to go overboard because they did all this work and they cut all these things out for a week or two weeks or whatever and then it just keeps cycling and cycling so um and I I love that it seems like you had a very playful when I when I say that I, I mean like a trial and error sort of like tinkering around approach to what worked for you like you said you didn't try a few classes and you picked up a couple books and you know it was this and that and and maybe you don't do any of those things or some of those things now but that doesn't mean that you're not still focused on your health now so people just need to start somewhere and I think that's the thing too people go well if, if I try this and I'm not just immediately wonderful at it and everything just happens for me right now, then they just give up. It's like, they don't understand that. Sometimes it takes that period of trial and error and what works for me. Maybe I didn't like that class, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna like any class at the gym, right? So I guess what would be your best advice for people who are at that point, Chris, their their kids are bouncing on their stomachs, their mom is calling them, telling them they need to change something. The doctor's going, this blood work needs to improve. But they are so overwhelmed and just feeling like where do i begin but what would what would you say to somebody like that
1: okay i'd say that to them they've got to be motivated and know we call it the why under the why here you've got to know why you want to do it and when your brain says i'm going to do it now you will do it whereas just saying oh i want to look good on the beach isn't going to work Whereas when your brain says, hey, I'm going to sort my life out for the best for the next 30, 40 years and then and then have a plan and then accept that you're going to have bad days where something will go wrong. But don't give up. Keep going and have a plan. Think, okay, I want to make this fun. So I'm not going to go from zero to a marathon in a week. I'm going to build it up five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then the best thing I find is with accountability. So don't do things on your own. Make it part of your life to get all your friends and your family and your kids involved. Um, I, you know, As I said, I, I have coaches. I've got my personal trainer and I've got another coach because even I need that motivation and accountability. And it's, it's so important. And don't just try something on your own. Like get advice, get help, get a coach. Um, f- like Do research and then just make it fun because if you don't make it fun, you won't enjoy it and you won't do it. Uh, And and I get all my clients to have five things to remind them themselves of of why they're doing it. So some people, it might be a dress or a suit or something that they used to fit in and they want to fit in it again and they hang it up in their bedroom and they see it when they get up in the morning and they see it when they go to bed at night. It could be putting a picture, their favourite picture on their phone. So every time they see a picture of their kids or something, they go, oh, that's why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Or find a picture of you when you're really happy i know say your wedding or when you had your kids or on a holiday stick it on the fridge door because every time you go in the fridge and you're going to eat something naughty and you see that picture and you go oh yeah actually (laughs) there's a reason i'm not doing it and then and i have some music so I've, i've got my peak state music i listen to in the morning so jump out of bed jump in the shower and put my music tracks on and i know as soon as i hear that it's time to wake up it's time to get energized I mean, one of them is Hadaway from the 90s, which is a really cheesy song that I never liked at the time. But my brain goes, wow, it's pig state time. Let's get going. Let's, Yeah. And occasionally I play that in spin as well, which is really funny. I think, oh, yes, yeah, this is my song, even though it's now in the evening, not in the morning. Um, and just crazy, like putting your favorite song on, and then that motivates you. And you're like, hey, I know why I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. And just anything you can do to remind yourself throughout the day is amazing. And then with accountability, you say to all your family, right, I'm doing this diet or this health kick, support me, do not try and put me off, don't offer me donuts, don't offer pizza or fish and chips and don't try and put me off deliberately. So if you're in, if you are going out for a meal, don't suddenly buy them a pint of beer when they've had a water Um, and, and just, you know, and get people on side. So, yeah, just, just make it fun because otherwise you're not going to enjoy it, are you? Right, <laughs> you oh, absolutely.
0: And I like that. Include people in on it and let people know like, hey, yeah. I'm doing this and I would appreciate your support. And I think oftentimes that makes other people feel special because now they're a part of what we're doing for ourselves. And I, I always say like the best gift that you can give anybody is yourself and you know, yourself being around for a long time. And so I'm, I'm, I'm so... Just uh, very inspired by you and, you know, what you're doing for yourself as a parent, for your son and, um, you know, future generations of parents and kids all over. So, uh, Chris, how can people find you, connect with your show, uh, follow you, get inspiration from you?
1: Yeah, sure. So there's lots of different ways. So I've got um, a website, which is www.chriscavehealthcoach.com. Quite easy to remember. Cave spelled C-A-V-E. Um my my shows I do every month or two. Um yeah, if they contact me I can send them a, a landing page for it. You can also find me on Instagram, it's Chris Cave Health Coach. Again, easy to find. You can find Chris Cave on Facebook, but there are quite a few of us. Um any, anything like that, it's, it's just easy to find, and then I can send you details and then um I've also got um PDFs um, like ebooks for, for parents as well. And I call it my seven gatekeeper habits. Um, which is it, 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 the, one, the main one I did is, is for dads that haven't got a clue um, and all the dads that go go wow this is really good because a gatekeeper habit is a good way for people to get into a new habit and be organized so for example you, you always make excuses up go, I was going to go to the gym but I can't find my kit or I can't find my trainers or I was going to go for a walk but this happened and that happened but if you have them all ready the day before you've got no excuse then Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah so yeah find me on any of those ways and then happy to help anybody and then just help parents that you know just need need a bit of a, a kickstart, or yeah you because know, because a lot of parents don't want to look like old beefcake or on the a <laughs> they, they just want to have more energy they just want to wake up in the morning and feel good and not not like look themselves in the mirror and go oh look at the state you oh, no, like right. you, it doesn't have to be like that you don't have to if you're a parent you don't have to give up on yourself because, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to be a bit selfish to, you know, mm. to, to look after your kids in the future. So, And they will appreciate that if you, if you explain it to them. Yes, <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you, Chris, for your time. And, of course, I will link all of the ways to get in touch with you uh, in the show notes for this episode. So uh, God bless you and everything you're doing. And uh, we'll, I'm sure, connect again soon.
1: Brilliant. Thanks so much for the invite. I really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. If someone you love would benefit from this message, please, please share this podcast with them. And if you want more out of your life, not just surviving every day, but you want to truly thrive, visit me at crystallizedhealthadvisors.com or on Facebook to schedule your free dream strategy call with me today. Do not hesitate any longer. Life is short, and I want you to truly live the playful life. I will see you next time, and as always, stay playful.